Hello, Polyam fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. Hello, Polyam fam, and welcome back to Talk Your Poly Off. I'm Monsuda. And I'm Bella. And we are in the kitchen again. Making food. And we had a fantastic episode <laughs> all set up and recorded and everything was great. And I was going to work on editing that today, the day after, and my file was Bye-bye. not totally gone, <laughs> but it only caught seven minutes of the episode. So we're going to start over again. And you just won't ever know all the stuff we said in the previous <laughs> attempt at this episode. It was a good recording. But now you get to hear us cooking. So if you hear some snap, crackle, pop, we're sizzling meat at the moment. Right. I'm making uh, cheese dip. Yeah. I've been hungering for this for about a week now. And so I decided this is the day that I'm going to do this. And it's a little bit of a relaxed day for me if you happen to be friends with me on Facebook and following along, you know that I've been on a little bit of a health kick lately. I'm at, well, well, let's, let's tell you a little bit about what we're going to do this episode. Oh, that's a good idea. Before I just jump into it. We have spent the last 18 episodes or so really talking our poly off with you. And we've been addressing plenty of subjects and plenty of things about polyamory and relationships in general. And one of the things that we realize is that we don't often, I mean, we talk about us yeah. in context of the show. Like our experience. But we don't really have a get to know you sort of thing for us. Right. So this episode, we're just going to take the time and you're going to get to know your hosts a little bit better. So this weekend, I have not been feeling the greatest. I'm just a little off. Uh, slight fever, headache, chills, tummy ache, that kind of a thing. So... We're taking it a little bit easy, and we want we thought it'd be nice for you guys to get to know us a little better. Like, who is it that you're listening to every week? Right, because we realize that not everybody who listens is people that we know. So, we want to give everyone a chance to get to know us a little more. Ta-da! Here we are. So, back to the cheese dip. I've been on a health kick. Uh, for those who don't know me, I am at my heaviest weight I've ever been in my life. Um, I'm, I'm an ex-athlete. I had a bunch of knee surgeries where I blew out my ACL, MCL, and my meniscus when I was a teenager. Played soccer, so that was a lot of fun. <laughs> my sports career came to a screeching halt, and I got married and divorced young, and I gained a whole bunch of weight. So these days, it's finally time that I'm ready to drop the weight and get back into shape, and I'm back on Weight Watchers. And with Weight Watchers, I've been doing the Blue Apron food plan. And this is not an ad. They don't pay us for anything. Although, I... <laughs> if someone from Blue Apron's listening and you want to pay us, hey, just hey, let us know. Give us a shout out. Podcast at ilovepoly.org. <laughs> so we've been, we've been working on the healthy food side of things. And it's been great. I made tilapia with some farro the other night. Like... Trying new things. What the fuck is farro? I had no idea what that was until this recipe came. It's probably like fennel. Fennel, farro. <laughs> yeah, we had another 
dish that had fennel in it. And I don't <laughs> I don't even know what fennel is. Like to this day I'm still not entirely sure. So I dumped out the box of ingredients and of course they send you all the ingredients and the recipes and it's super easy to make in the kitchen, which is fantastic for me because I'm terrible in the kitchen. And I dumped out the fennel <laughs> And it totally looks like Wilson from Castaway. Yeah, so for those of you that are like me and don't know what fennel is, it looks like kind of a flattened onion with some wild hairdo action. Like a mohawk, a sideways mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we've been on this really good kick. Uh, tilapia, pork, some beef, some chicken, just some really good things. Yeah. And today, I'm not feeling great, and we're doing some business things and playing some video games, and cheese dip is one of his specialties, so I'm kind of taking a break from today's healthy eating to enjoy life a little bit, because I believe in balance. Hmm. Balance sounds good. Balance, yeah. I don't have to be... If someone tells me I can never eat cheese again, that's a diet I can't follow. It needs to be a lifestyle thing, and there's going to be days where I want to eat the fucking cheese dip. Yeah, I right? do that because I eat, want to eat cheese dip all the days. <laughs> so now we know that Bella requires cheese to live. <laughs> it's true. So let's try another couple of things. Okay. Why don't you tell me three of your favorite things to do when your partners are busy and your metas are busy. Just give me three things you'd like to do when you have a bunch of alone time. You know, it's funny because for as social and outgoing as I am, I actually really love my alone time. <laughs> I, anytime I live with a partner, require that I have my own bedroom. I need to have my own space because I like my alone time. Mm -hmm. So those times when friends and partners and metas and everyone's busy, oh man, I could choose to go to a Texas Hold'em tournament, go play a cash game. I usually come out on top with cash games. Uh, in the winter, I really love to crochet. You put on a good TV show in the background or some music and crochet. I can't do it in the summer because, you know, yarn on the lap is really hot and heavy. Hot and heavy. Hot Just and the way I heavy. Like it. <laughs> in the summertime, I mean, I guess I sit outside in the pool. <laughs> True. I really enjoy just relaxing in the water. I'm such a water baby. So I have no problem like playing phone games in the pool, enjoying the the outside. So I guess I guess that's three. I got a lot of things. I love to scrapbook. I would someday love to set up some tables down here in our living room so I have some paper craft space to set up my cricket and other paper craft things. I like to make personalized cards for people and I wanna I wanna do more of that sometime. Okay. What about you? What are your favorite three alone things to do? Well, as we said in the episode that will never air because it was never recorded. <laughs> I have raised children all of my adult life. I've never lived in strictly an adult household. I went from being a child to raising a child, all before 18, and have raised kids for over 20 years, 26 years. Right. And I'm almost at a point, because my son is going to be moving out, he's talking about moving out with some friends, and my girls are already out of the house, this house is going to be an adult only living situation. Yeah. 
this will be the first time I get to run around the house naked. <laughs> so I really want to do that. Like alone time would be just going around my house, not wearing any clothes because I could. And I've never been able to before. So that's one thing. I also love to write yeah. and have not done it enough lately and would like to do it again. I have five finished manuscripts. I have a bunch of short stories, two of which are published in the Washington State Blister Press Company uh, does anthologies every year. Mm -hmm. So I think mine was in the 2017 anthology. You and I have written for articles for a local magazine. I love to write, and I want to get back into doing that. Yeah. I really enjoy reading. And I could sit with a stack of comic books for hours on end just reading comic books. I haven't actually really picked up comic books in a while, which is kind of a bummer because I do miss them. But I also know that the ones that I have picked up over the course of my lifetime have taken up a ton of room. I was going to say, how have you not picked up one? We've got like 70,000 comic books in the well, house. We have maybe 12,000 comic books <laughs> in the house. Not 70. <laughs> but I mean, I haven't bought any new ones, right. is what I'm trying to say. And we were actually at the store buying some ingredients today. And I saw that there were comic books next to the check stand, and that I got really excited about because it's been years since I've seen that in a grocery store. Yeah. So, yeah, those are some things that I like to do when I'm not doing partner stuff. Nice. And some of that you, we can do with partners. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you want to run around the house naked with me, that's cool. It could be like a game of tag. Naked tag in the house. Or naked nerf. Let's do a naked yes, nerf. Yes, this is going to happen. This is a good thing. <laughs> we, we set up a sign on the front door, and then, like, at the front where the, like, entryway is, set up a rack of the nerf guns, like, pick your poison kind of a thing. Uh-huh. And then a bin to drop your clothes in, and then they can go. And the rest of the house is all blacked out. Maybe some, like, black light or glow-in-the-dark things here and there. Glow-in-the-dark, naked nerf night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Why down. Why this not happened in my life? This sounds fun. <laughs> so, if anyone out there that's listening <laughs> decides to do this before we do, let us know how it went, because that sounds <laughs> phenomenal. Well, I feel like we're going to make this happen, though. Oh, this is going to happen. I feel happen. like as soon as your boy's out of the house, we're going to do this. Or even it'll be a thing where it's like, hey, don't come home for a while. Don't come home tonight. There's going to be some weird <laughs> shit going on. <laughs> well, and then we can even hang up in some of the doorways some sheets and some, like, things in the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> we got, we're in a fairly big house, and so we host a lot of parties, um, lots of poly events. We open up the doors for, like, poly Friendsgiving and... You know, Halloween parties and 4th of July barbecues and all kinds of things for our local poly community. So people know our house is an entertaining space and we got multiple bedrooms and couches for people to crash the night. So we could totally pull this off. Oh, we'll be pulling something off. <laughs> so I think that the garage would be off limits. Yeah. But I don't think the backyard should be off limits. It's a privacy fence and 
I think that that would be a great opportunity for people to get out and run naked, naked outside with Nerf guns. Yeah, we're doing this. Yep. <laughs> and we could put one of those little rope light things around the patio so they can see their step down. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Not that it'll be pitch black outside, but you right. Know. All right, it's a thing. So I have a question for you. Yeah. I know on a road trip once upon a time, we discussed what you would do with winning the lotto, right? Because that's a thing. People do that. Okay. But my question is more, what what's the big fun thing that you would do? Like, if money's no object, and none of the, none of the responsible shit. Like, everyone's going to buy the house, pay off the debt, help the family, or whatever. None of the responsible stuff. What's the big yeah, fun just, ticket that, item? That just took all of my ideas away. <laughs> What I would do is I would actually, I'd travel. Like I'd do a metric fuck ton of traveling and I'd see all the places I've always wanted to see and I'd find places to explore, you know, down in South America where there's jungles and caves and like, like the water is an emerald color and- Machu Picchu. I want to see Pyramids, yeah, right? That's not in South America, but there yeah. There are pyramids in the upper parts of South America. Yeah? Yeah. I know there's all kinds and of... In Central America. It's all like down oh, in that region. Yeah. And then I'd go to, I'd go to Egypt. I'd yeah. go see the pyramids there. I'd go to see all the, the wonders of the world. I'd go to the cities I've always wanted to go to, like Tokyo mm-hmm. and Dublin. And like, I'd just... I'd want to go to all these other cultures and spend time around other people who live a vastly different life than what we do in America. Yeah. And I'd like to just get to know the world better, get to know the people better, learn learn how to connect and and just party with strangers all over the world. Yeah. Have a good time and spread some love and cheer and I mean our world is well, at least our nation, as far as I'm aware. I mean, like, our world in, in a bigger sense, but we're so divided, and we're so... We're struggling. Everyone's all stressed out and hurting. And, and fighting. And sad and fighting. And, and I'm just like to turn that around, even if it's just for a couple of people that I inter- interact with or encounter. Yeah. Go to Australia and just have a mad rager party, you know, yeah. and have a great time and make friends. That's probably what I would do. Yeah. We turn the tables. What would you do? Well, I <laughs> I would really want to do the touristy part. I know that you want to steer clear of the touristy and do like the the people in town who really know the culture and whatnot. Right. I I much prefer the not chain or franchise things. I would like, when I'm in other areas, to find the hole in the wall or the weird, unique stuff. Right. I'm always looking for an Irish pub instead of, like, an outback or something. Right. You know? So my one specific thing, because, of course, I want to travel, and I want to see all the beautiful things in, like, Italy, and I want to go to Ireland, and I want to go to the Mediterranean and Greece, and I want to see all the beautiful places and things... But number one on my list uh-huh. would probably be a Disney tour. That's a huge surprise to me. So, 
So I want to go visit all the Disney parks across the world and make a whole world tour out of it. So like I'd probably start in California and do, I don't know, a long weekend, a three day park hopper kind of situation between California Adventures and Disneyland and just take our time and enjoy it and not feel rushed. And then from there, I'd probably jump over to Florida and do Disney World and that would probably be a week long thing. And on top of that, I'd want to jump on their cruise from Florida, the Disney cruise. Okay. They have their own private island. Once upon a time, I requested the like DVD information packet on the Disney cruises. Right. It's so cool. I don't even care that I don't have kids. I would stick to the adult deck on the cruise. Oh my God, it'd be so much Wait, fun. Wait, they have just an adult deck? Like, yes! No so, one's kids are going to bother you. Right, so there's like a kid zone deck too. So you can send the kids there. And there's like chaperone, Disney chaperone people who watch the kids. There's like a teenager lounge so the what? teenagers can go hang out. Oh my God, it's so cool. That's pretty cool. So I would totally do the Disney cruise off of Florida. And then I'd want to jump, you know, from the Paris Disneyland to Shanghai to Hong Kong. And then I would want to end at the Hawaii Resort. And I know that that's not a theme park, but it would be like the vacation from the vacation at the relaxing Hawaii Disney Resort kind of a thing. Huh. And I would want to do all the things like the snorkeling and the zip lining and learn to surf and all the things. And that would be my first fun thing if money was no object. A Disney tour. That would be pretty good. I, I think so. So, in case you haven't noticed, Bella is a giant Disney fan. Yes. What other types of fandoms do you enjoy? <laughs> that just reminds me of the time you told me about the My Little Pony fan fiction in the kitchen. Oh. Well, that's that's a story for another time. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like Harry Potter. Okay. I know you're not a huge fan, but you did like the... What's the what's the one that came later after the Harry Potters? It's the Magical Beasts. The Magical Beasts? Yeah, you liked that one. That one was... That I, was alright. I think you'd like Harry Potter if you sat down. No, I wouldn't. No? I've tried. Uh, I don't like it. I'm also a fan, and all the little teeny boppers <laughs> will back me up on this. But I can't help it. I'm a fan of Twilight. <laughs> See, this is where multiple partners is good. Because I will never watch a Twilight movie right. on purpose. <laughs> like, I'd have to be duct taped to a chair and have fish hooks holding my eyes open. <laughs> and probably have my tongue pressed down so I didn't try to choke myself on it. <laughs> because that's how much I dislike what I have seen of Twilight. Right. And you absolutely adore Twilight. And I don't think the Teeny Boppers would agree with you anymore because I think it's past that. All the ones that were Teeny Boppers when that oh, came out are grown up. Are the Teeny Boppers old now? now? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I think it's all soccer moms that would agree with you. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is a point where if you really wanted to watch Twilight, you could find one of your other partners to do that and I'll go watch a real movie. I don't have another partner. I got my BFF, Jonesy. I'm sure Jonesy would watch Twilight with you. Probably. And I would not. Yeah. Any others? I mean, probably, but not not off the top of my head. Oh, I do want to give... It's not fandom or anything, but well, maybe. But I do want to give a shout out to Christine and M over And That's Why We Drink. Because oh, yeah. that's my favorite podcast right now. I mean, aside from my dad wrote a porno. 
I'm stuck. I love true crime and the paranormal, and I'm stuck listening to them. I'm finally all caught up, uh, but they're fantastic. They're so funny, and I love their stories. So, yeah, I mean... I think that counts. True crime, paranormal. Yeah. I'm a scaredy cat. Like, I'm super scared. I love scary movies, but I can't watch them without you. <laughs> right. And we have to watch them, like, in the daytime yeah. with a Disney movie following it. <laughs> Which really takes away from the enjoyment level <laughs> on my end. I'm easily scared, but I like it. horror movies are best watched in the dark. <laughs> Followed by another horror movie. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're going to sit down with a horror movie, sit down with horror movies. <laughs> but I care about you, so we'll do it that way sometimes. We, we compromise on the scary movies. Compromise, that's cute. Maybe this fall we'll get into scarier stuff. Because you showed me the retro, so maybe this fall we can get into actually scary. Okay, so, yeah. The stuff I grew up on... Which was scary for me at the time. Like, The Exorcist and Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Poltergeist. Sure, it hasn't aged well because <laughs> special effects have come a long way. Right. So, I get it. You didn't find them that scary. What about... Also, we were watching them in the daytime. <laughs> True. What about the creepy Annabelle doll movies? Those are stupid. Oh, dolls creep me out. No. No? How about... We do the 2006 remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and probably the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. Did I have you watch that? I think that? we watched that remake, yeah. Oh, that one was a good one. That was I good. mean, that's definitely creepy and gross, but I don't know about scary. I'm more scared with paranormal stuff. That's fine. Have I gotten you to watch The Human Centipede? Yes! I love that's that disgusting! <laughs> that was like one of the first ones. And it was a good one. And both you and your wife were like, this is great! I was like, this is disgusting! <laughs> okay, so paranormal. I'll we find need, some we paranormal. We scary later. paranormal. Like, I remember being scared by 13 Ghosts. That movie was alright. And then... I'm also really jumpy, so even though there was nothing actually scary about it, stupid stuff like paranormal activity, because it builds the jumpy factor. That movie's stupid. <laughs> and it came out right after, like, Blair Witch, so the whole, like, camera angle, shaky, follow you around the house thing was in. So I think this fall, we're gonna get, we're gonna get scarier. Okay. Okay. Alright, so I've got one. If... Somebody wants to get to know you. What is a good, like, open-ended opener question? Like, what's the best one you've been asked? I know, you know, with Facebook, we run a lot of groups, and people have tried to get to know us, and we've dated here and there. Is there a question, or is there a way someone can open the door with you that gets you excited? A topic, a question, something they can just open that door with. So a couple of things that have gotten me really excited and really invested is when I find out that a person who is interested in spending time with me also likes music that I like. Mm -hmm. I know music's big for you. If a potential partner, it turns out that this person likes heavy metal or like industrial or gothic-y type music or something like that. And we can have conversations about bands or, or shows that we've seen. That goes a long way. 
especially if it's, you know, a band that I'm familiar with and that I enjoy. So music's a big deal. Also, comic books. I grew up on comic books. When I was shot in the face, I started reading comic books to pass the time on my trips to Seattle for all my surgeries and stuff. And they became a huge part of my life. I spent a lot of time recovering, basically in solitary confinement almost. And the comic books were my friends in a weird sort of way, right? Like that was, yeah. that was how I connected to something beyond my healing room. So if I can find someone that talks about comics, like that really enjoys it, that, that has enjoyed reading comics, it's kind of a part of their existence in some small way. It doesn't have to be all enveloping or anything. Just, you know, that they have emotional attachment to the comic book world. So like a shared passion. Yeah, a little you. bit. And cosplaying. Hmm. Talking about cosplaying always gets me excited. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your favorite character to cosplay? Cobra Commander is always my mainstay. He's the G.I. Joe villain. And I still have my Cobra Commander cosplay outfit that I absolutely adore. And it always goes over well at Rose City when we go. And, and then who did you run into that one time? We took oh, I pictures? ran into Shipwreck and Lady J. Yeah. <laughs> like from across the street. Hey, you guys. Right. So that was pretty cool. I also have a really good leather face costume <laughs> that I love to wear. And my new recent favorite is a Doctor Strange costume. It's the mm. last costume my wife helped me make. And it was done so well. Yeah. And I would look forward to having reasons to wear that again. Yeah. So if. Now that I know who Doctor Strange is, because at the first time you wore that, I was like. Who the fuck is this guy? Right. I don't know who that is. But then Marvel made the movie. Yeah. And it helped me understand. Yeah, so I mean... And I, I had the original outfit, not the Marvel movie right. outfit. I kind of like the classics. So if I found someone that was into cosplaying, that always sparks good conversation. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's what it is. It's like shared passions or shared interests. I don't want to just go around and, and hook up and date and, well, you know, we have parts that we want to rub together and that's what's going to make our interaction. I really want to connect with people on a, on a soulful level. Yeah. And that's where I find a lot of value in relationships. What about you? I think that's, I mean, I think that's it for me. It's, it's that deeper connection. Like... I, I can only talk musical interests so far before it's like, okay, we've texted nonstop for two days about our favorite bands. Now what? Right. You know, and I want someone to ask me questions like, what do you think we're on this planet for? And what do you think is after we die? And what do you think the stars mean? And, you know, like, I want to know deeper things about people and I want people to ask me deeper things okay. get to know me beyond the surface level stuff so if someone comes at me with a couple typical date questions what do you like to do uh, who are your favorite bands what's your favorite color what's your favorite meal those are great but it dies real quick for me I get so bored okay. so I really need something deeper you know tell me 
Tell me about what your religious beliefs are. And if you're not religious, what, what do you have faith in anything? If not, cool. I want to know what you connect with. And for me, I like to learn little bits of things and I connect with little bits of things. Mm. You know, so like, while I may not be religious, I'll take pieces of different religions and I'll be like, okay, cool. I love the karma aspect of this one. And I love the, you know, do no harm to anybody this from this one and you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I guess I like to know people on a deeper level. All right. So you're looking to continue dialogue. Mm -hmm. I definitely need someone who can keep up dialogue. I do a lot of my getting to know people online and via texting and messenger and stuff like that. Because we're so busy between I've got a full-time job and then we're working our own business in the meantime, I don't have a whole lot of downtime. Right. So I like to really get to know somebody who can speak online. Okay. And then, and then we jump to the in-person stuff. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like to know what they're passionate about and I like when they share their passion because then you can see their face light up and I may not know a lot about metal music, but I've picked up a few metal bands along yeah, the way yeah. uh, in this moment, of course. And we got to meet Maria Brink. Mm -hmm. That was super cool. And Hale Sagan. We met Sagan Avery. Avery. She's really rad. That was kind of a fun one. So. Yeah. So we were at this concert where Hale Sagan opened up for Wednesday 13 down here in Portland. And I have this thing at every concert. I buy a shirt or some kind of merchandise. I really like supporting the bands because they're not mass media pop friendly. So, so they need to have some kind of financial income to keep doing what they're doing. And if they don't, then, you know... They quit doing it, and we're stuck with subpar music, in my opinion. So I like buying their CDs if I don't have them at their merchandise table or buying a shirt or whatever. And we were at their table, and the band was actually running the merchandise table. Right. And I was getting all excited, and that's what I do at concerts. And, and we started talking to the band, and they were having a great time with us, and then... I was like, oh, I want to follow you guys on Facebook. And, and she's like, well, here, give me your phone. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and she get, and I give her my phone, and she finds me, or she uses my Facebook to find herself and sends herself a friend request. Yeah. So, like, and she's still on my friends list, and her husband is on my friends list, who's in the band. Yep. So he's it was really exciting. He's on the guitarist, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and those two were just having a great time with us, it felt like. And that's the kind of connections, right? Like, that's awesome. That's the kind of stuff that yeah. you want to have. And that's one of the reasons why I like metal music, because they're just people doing people things yeah. and enjoying what they've got while they've got it. And anyway, that was a huge tangent. You just mentioned <laughs> Hail Sagan. No, it's I just okay. had to share that story. I mean, I know you're into the metal. I talking about the music like I'm a big country fan and it's funny because growing up in Southern California down in the LA area there's not a whole lot of country stations on the radio mm -hmm. so I can remember my very first experience with a friend of mine I met in sixth grade and we were friends all through high school and so on uh, her name's Ashley I can remember being in her bedroom maybe in junior high and one of the very first country songs, it was poppy. It was country pop because it's the 90s. Mm -hmm. um, 
was Shania Twain's Whose Bed Have My Boots Been Under? Right. And I remember being like, oh my god, who is this? Falling in love with country. And before that, the only music I was really introduced to, my older brother introduced me to Pearl Jam 10's album. Okay. And then on my own, I discovered Mariah Carey's Daydream. All right. And then it jumped to country. Hmm. So, I mean, I've been all over the place, and now adding metal into it and some of the heavier stuff. I do enjoy Wednesday 13. I know quite a few of their songs. Yeah. So, music is always, it connects with people differently, and I like to know, you know those Facebook games when someone's like, okay, tell me a song, give me a song that says something about you or that you really connect with. Right. So I can get to know you better by listening to the song. Uh-huh. I like those. Like, I think that's interesting you can tell a lot by the lyrics and songs. Why don't we post a game like that on our Facebook page after this episode airs? For our listeners? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go to our Facebook page when you're hearing this. That link should be up. Yep. Post to that thread with a song that you feel is a part of you so that we can get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. And tell us why. Tell us why you really connect with that song. Yeah. Uh, why it speaks to you. So it'll be on our Facebook pages, facebook.com slash I love Polly. And yeah, the post will be there. Yeah. That's what we're going for here, right? This episode is so that we can connect with you because we want to have that community and we want to share a polyamorous community with the world. And you're part of our community and we want you to get to know us. And I always like getting to know every one of the listeners who reaches out to us. Yeah, and we're happy to answer any other questions. We're a pretty open book. I mean, if you have other questions that we want to answer, we would totally do a Q&A episode, something like that. So oh, send yeah. us an email. Send us your questions at podcast at org. So we know that you really love your cheese. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely cheese and salt over sweets kind of girl. Okay, well, that goes with what I was going to ask. It's like, what are some of the foods... If you're just to list off three things about food that you love, what would they be? About food or, like, my favorite foods? Your favorite foods, about food, like your cheese and salt over sweets. Mm -hmm. So that would be an example of one. Um, I really love sushi, just in general. Like, I would almost, almost always choose sushi over a burger. I love a burger. Don't get me wrong. I'm in a mood. When I'm in a mood for a burger, I want a good burger. But I really love sushi, too. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't choose sushi over a burger. (laughs) You know what kind of a burger I want to make, like, here at home? I want to do, like, a a cheese-stuffed burger. Okay. Something like that. I know you're not a fan of blue cheese, but a blue cheese burger is really good. Huh. Well, we have been trying a lot of different foods, and I've been surprised at some of the stuff that I've liked lately. Like fennel fill? Like fennel fill. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... Okay, so when that fennel came in, if you listen to the beginning of the episode, <laughs> when that fennel came in and it spilled out onto the counter, and it looked like Wilson from that Cast movie, Away. Cast Away, yeah, the first thing I did was grab a marker and drew a face on it. On <laughs> fennel fill. <laughs> so... That's a thing. You couldn't have a face and not a name. <laughs> so. Oh, I know what else I do when my partners aren't around, but I guess I do it with partners too. What? I take care of my succulent babies. Oh, yeah. I've always killed things. <laughs> now, I mean, I can keep my pets alive, 
like I have a dog, Miss Wendy, uh-huh. and I've had her since she was a baby, and rescued her from the pound, so she's my pound puppy, but these days, she's like 16, 15, 16 years old, right. and we're not home enough to take care of her, she's getting older, so she doesn't do the stairs so well, so she lives in the retirement home with my folks, <laughs> mm-hmm. and their retired old wiener dog. And she gets spoiled and fed a lot of treats and leads a comfy life over there. So aside from keeping her alive, I usually kill plants like crazy. But in the last, like, I don't know, six months or so, I've gone succulent crazy. Yes. And I'm really enjoying the, like, dozen of them that I have in my bedroom in pots. Uh-huh. And I've got like a three by four dirt patch out in the front lawn that I turned into my succulent and rosemary garden i put one rosemary bush in the middle of a bunch of succulents and i like to grab it and then say smell my hand because it smells good (laughs) so if you could do one thing to benefit normalizing polyamory in the world what would that one thing be oh man that's a big question yeah if I could do one thing to help normalize polyamory. Right. Or really just ethical non-monogamy, consensual non-monogamy. Right. I think I'd want to contribute to media in some way. Right? So initially I'm like, okay, well, I'd want to go on like a speaking tour and talk to people all over the world about how it's okay to love multiple people at the same time as long as you're, you know, open and honest with everybody involved. But I don't know if speaking to people really would have as much of an impact as if we put out something that they could consume, like books where there's a main hero in the book that's polyamorous, or a movie Uh, And make it more mainstream so kids growing up see more of it. And there's more role models for society to see in successful, ethical, consensual, non-monogamous relationships. You know, like, I grew up with all the Disney movies. How many... Everybody's always about the one true love of your life, and then they lived happily ever after. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not always true, and sometimes for some people it is, but sometimes relationships run their course. Right. And it's okay, just like, you know, parents don't love one kid more than another, it's okay to love multiple partners and love them differently and still be okay with that. It doesn't take anything away from either partner. Right. So I think for me, putting out some sort of media, books, movies, TV shows, anything, to make it more mainstream so there's not such a stigma around, it's a hush-hush swinger thing, because that's not always the case. Oh, I hear that so much. Right. Well, and that's a thing, too. I agree with what you're saying, because if you are going to go on a convention tour or something of that sort... Mm-hmm. The audience that's going to go is the audience that already supports it. Right. So you want to you want to be able to reach people who either A, don't know it ex- exists or is a possibility, or B, the people who might have heard about it but are like, no, oh, I don't think I could do that, and aren't willing to do the research to see whether they could or could right. not. Right. They don't even know what it is, but the, what they think it is 
doesn't sound right, even though what they think it is isn't accurate. Right. I think I would... I'm on board with that. And actually, some of the fiction that I've written has consensual non-monogamous flow to it to where it's not a love triangle where someone has to pick this one or this one. Right. It's like, why not both, right? So what I would really like to do personally Mm -hmm. is figure out a way to get everybody who's not out as polyamorous to feel like they could come out. And that would probably mean having some kind of laws in place anti-discrimination laws in the workplace. To protect them. Right? Things like that. I think that if there was a way that more consensually non-monogamous people could be out and open on their social media mm-hmm. or just in their life in general. Without would, fear. Without without that, right. Yeah. It, it would go a long way to helping people realize that that you could love in a way that's right for you. Yeah. And that's not hurting the person who is in your boss's seat or the pastor at your church or whoever's going to judge you for living this lifestyle. Right. So I think finding a way to get people to be okay with being open without that fear of the backlash of losing their job or their home or their kids or you know, loss, 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 loss. Right. I think that would be really nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So, with all of that said, I think we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah. And this cheese dip is done and needs to be consumed. Yes. And I need, I need to make my egg and sausage quiche for work breakfast. Oh, you didn't do that. But we could eat this cheese dip now. Yeah. Yes. All right, Polyam fam. I hope that this glimpse into the world of Bella and Monsva has been entertaining or enlightening (laughs) or at least not boring. So we look forward to talking our poly off again with you next week. Till then. Adios. Bye now. Thank you for talking your poly off with Bella and Monsada. You can find our Facebook page in the links or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepolly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepoly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Polly and fam. Live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And, and love, love without, without limits. limits. You kids get off my lawn. <laughs>